Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. We are back. Another episode of The Lounge. Coach Flan, this thing keeps rolling. This train, this lounge train is just going down the tracks more and more. We got another country under our belt. We texted you last night. Who's the new country that loves us? It's not the Mexicans yet. We're going to get there. The Mexicans haven't haven't stepped foot in the lounge yet, but who are our new Romanians? Romanians. We've got the freaking Romanians. I love your lettuce, by the way. I love it. I'm a big fan (laughs) of the Romanians. (laughs) <laughs> Big fan of the Romanians don't go with like, you know, our friends, the Dutch and the Chinese and the Viet, Vietnam, Vietnamese. I'm not sure we have Chinese. I mean, I, no, China I've, was on there. Was it? I've kind of rolled with that, but I'm not yeah, sure no, about I, China. I, no. Yeah, China was on there. I okay. promise you. All I'm right. telling you. Right. I, Chinese, I, I saw the stats. I'm, I'm good. I'm they're, gonna... they're, they're, they're rocking it in Hong Kong right now. Okay. I'm telling you. They're Absolutely. protesting and listening to the lounge. I'm telling Why you how you it know? works. That's yep. how it works. We love you, Hong Kong. Good. Love and we love you, China, too, by the way. That's two different, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's two different countries, yeah, for sure. For now. Anyway, so this thing just keeps running and rolling down the tracks. And um, for all you guys, spoiler alert, Coach, I didn't know if you know about this or not, but for everybody that follows us, follows us on Apple Podcasts, or actually, if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, it's about to change. Did you know about that? I didn't, I didn't have a clue. See? You got to do everything around here, Coach. It's now going to be a follow. So make sure in the hmm. near future, it's going to be like Spotify. Instead of subscribing, you will be following. So make sure you follow the lounge. Make sure you continue to follow the lounge and you tell your friends to follow the lounge. And we need some more ratings and reviews on there. If we get the next, the next milestone, how many should we get before we release a bonus episode? We're at, we're, we have a good bit, but let's say if we get to 100 Ratings and reviews. Yeah, that's fair. Is that fair? hundred. Fair enough. Yeah. If we hit the first hundred, then we'll we'll release a bonus episode. Fair Perfect. Yep. Fair. Yep. Absolutely. And make sure you share, subscribe, uh, all that fun stuff. We're not going to keep forcing all that stuff down. Coach, I start off every episode the same doggone way, and my vocabulary is extremely limited. And I just need to bring a thesaurus with me, or open up thesaurus.com or something on my phone, but. I feel like I'm sitting amongst royalty. You know, you walk in somewhere and you've got this vibe when you meet somebody. And like I felt, I saw this ring on this guy's finger, this uh, enormity over here. And I, I felt like the need to bend on one knee and kiss it almost. And uh, I, I, oh, oh, hey, see, Co- oh, legendary romantic. I'm like Jamie on, um, on Rogan. Rogan. I'm that, that guy for you. Pull I'm that crap up. up, Jamie. Fabled, yeah. heroic, ancient, traditional. Fairy tale Don't story. use ancient. That doesn't, I mean, that's yeah, that, why not a descriptive that up, term. Describe, uh, famous, celebrated, celebrated, celebrated. Oop. We have a celebrated, renowned, esteemed, illustrious, acclaimed gentleman here sitting with us tonight. That is that is 100% true. To all of our listeners, there was no phone pulled up. That is straight from my vocabulary. <laughs> anyway, Coach, why don't we tell the people who we have with us? I'm in. Let's do it. Please. So we have got Tom Nolan, Coach Tom Nolan, who is, uh, again, the the 
the list goes on and on. But Coach Nolan is the winningest, winningest. He has a Gosh, hard has time a with this word, Coach. You should have heard him when we were at West He's Orange. won more games than any other coach in the Houston area. And third of all of, of active coaches in the state of Texas. And I think this, I think this is correct. Um, actually, pull that crap not up, active, coach. but pull, pull at the curve. time it was active, but recently retired. Mm-hmm. And so I forgot how 300 and how many wins, coach? 300? 365. 365. Do you remember who your first win was against? Mm-hmm. Who? Um, West Orange Stark. Wow. How do we come full circle here? Wow. Yeah. Is that right? So that was Dan Ray Hooks then was, or was it? No, McCarty. I don't remember McCartney. who it was. There's only been three of them, so it was either Dan Ray or Coach McCartney over there. It was probably McCartney. Yeah, it was whoever. No, that was before. That was right before they they merged those two schools over there. Oh, it was right before then. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's oh. the only time that um, we ever took a safety. You know, down at the end of the game, and mm-hmm. kicked the ball off, and the damn kicker kicked it right into the shin of one kid, and it comes. It's rolling back towards our goal line. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, man. You kicked so, off the ball, and you got a safety scored on you no, in no, the no, same no, play. No. We were down there, and we were backed up. We got a penalty, and we had a fumble and a tackle for a loss. We were on our own one-yard line at the end of the game. And I forget how much we were ahead, but we took a safety because we were still up four. I guess we were up, yeah, seven. To all of our friends in Tijuana, Tijuana, uh, a safety is two points, so that would put them. I'm yeah. kind of that liaison to our, our non-football friends. Oh, okay. So, okay, all we got to do is we only had to defend like 15 seconds, so you know what it's going to be. So, what, what would that be? A long pass. Okay. So we tell the kicker to dribble a ball down the field. He's kicking from your own 25? 20. Yeah. 20, yeah. Back then, 20. Yeah. So he kicks it, and it hits, you know, he punches it good, but it hits a guy on the in the air on the on his shin, and it's rolling back towards our goal line. <laughs> you know, but our guys got on it, and, you know, we defended one play, and the game was over. You were going to have to defend not so long of a pass because short Yeah, field. yeah. So it was – it was pretty hairy, but it, that was funny. Yeah, I remember that. And, uh, you know, another funny story about that game is we go down there to scout them. And um, so they're doing quick cal, you know, and they got this guy out there, and he's snorting and going and everything, and he go, ready, break, hit, you know, and they'd all slap their hands together. So – we decided we were going to have our guys do that. So, <laughs> like in the middle of the game? No, the, you know the story oh, you is were better. Them. I got you. <laughs> so the guy called me and he said, "Coach, where would be a good place for for the kids to eat?" And I said, "Well, we go over to First Cafeteria, which is you know almost right next to the school, and it, you know it's nice, and, you know just a regular cafeteria." So he said, "Okay." So I gave him a couple other places. Well. We take our kids over there after school, and shit, they're there. But it's a big place, so they're in one end, they're in the other. So we we got there before they did. And so 
when we got ready to go, one of my unnamed coaches, he said, all right, everybody up. Ready? No. You know? (laughs) And, you know, it was real quiet for a second. Then their kids started dying laughing, and our kids started dying laughing. Got to appreciate it. And we went on out the door and went went back to school. And, you know, it was a good game. Yeah. You know, and I think the – I think the next year or the year after that, they merged those two schools. Yeah. It was West Orange Stark and uh, what was it? It was West Orange and Stark. West Orange and Stark. Yeah. yeah. So we that had to be what, 70, 77 or so, 76, five? Yeah. Right 76 was my first, 75 was my first year. Yeah. So, so 77 we, was, yeah. 77 Ray, was the year they pulled out that paper. Yeah. That was the we deal. Saw yeah. The practice thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're we always beat, born. We beat them that year's. That was their first their first game as a combined school. We beat them seven to three. Had no no earthly business beat them, <laughs> beating them. Uh, to our friends in Quebec no. that uh, are listening, uh, seven three is is not a big not a big <laughs> score for a football game. Uh, I, I know in Canadian league football, y'all do different rule systems, so that's that's more of a baseball score. Just for our friends up there, we love our. Well, actually, actually, a correction on that: it was three to nothing. Oh. And the only way we kicked a field goal is because they fumbled down there. It was 3 nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, even more so. So, toward the end of the game, finally, one of their guys breaks. I mean, you know, they're just dominating us. And our free safety, one of the best players I ever had, you know, just smart. He goes over, he's chasing the guy, and he ain't no more going to catch him than I was. You know, he's about a five-flat kid in the 40. <laughs> Well, some guy comes running up on him, and he turns his back and kiss my ass. They throw a flag. We get a clipping penalty. Oh, my goodness gracious. So it takes them from the 45, you know, back to their 45 or or 40. So that's the only way we won that game. But that's that. Who were some of the NFL players you coached? Brian Arakpo, who played uh, 10 years in the pros. Uh, made a hell of a lot of money. Was all pro. Played at uh, Tennessee and um, Washington Redskins. And uh, uh, in fact, Brian gave us a bunch of money for you know we got a new school and we had a new weight room and he gave us a bunch of money for that. It's awesome. Uh, Brandon LaFell, poor real poor kid from Fourth Ward, right where they sold drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. He was just different than his whole family and. He went to LSU, won a national championship, got drafted, went to Carolina, then signed with the Patriots, caught a touchdown in one of their Super Bowl wins, and then uh, finished up in Cincinnati. You know, he was a great player. We had a kid that played quarterback named Joe Savory. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, Joe was a – He played baseball too. Yeah, Joe was a football, baseball guy. Mid-90s? Yeah, Die. Yeah, I, yeah. kind of late 90s. And he went to the he went to Rice, was a freshman All-American, player of the year, you know, before he got out. was the number one draft pick, you know, got a couple cups of coffee in the, in the big leagues, got a million dollars out of high mm-hmm. school. You know, just a great kid. He lives here in town, and he's another guy. You know, he's probably still got that million dollars, you know, because he's just tight. Although the word on the street is, is he did do very well when he said, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He outkicked his coverage. 
Yeah, I kicked his cover. Hey, shout out Joe Savory. Good for you, buddy. Overachievers. We love yeah. them. Hashtag overachievers. Good job. So, um, uh, anyway, you know, Joe was a, you know, just a great player. He could have played, could have played football, but baseball was always his thing. And I remember one day we had a bad practice. And so I was walking in off the field. I was all, you know, pissed off and, and he comes up, puts his arm around. He says, Coach, don't worry about it. We're going to be fine. He said, you know what the great thing about football is? The best thing besides the game. And I said, what? And he said, I don't have to play daddy baseball. I get so, <laughs> I get so sick of that shit. If, if anybody ever asks you, you said that you will bench me if you find out I played in a – in a fall league game. I said, you got it. And just think really quick. Well, like I know my mentality when I'm graduating high school, if I happen to have a million dollars while I graduate well, I high know, school, you know, at our, I, 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 I probably wouldn't be sitting here. I would probably doing done something really dumb and there wouldn't be a penny of that stuff you left. Think your yeah. sentence would be about over by now, wouldn't right. it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but this guy, for parole at least. This guy yeah. this guy's real different, you know. He just you know, I mean even after he had that, I he came by school one day and uh you know, I think he was playing pro ball in and he was still driving the same old truck his parents bought him in high school. Good job, parents. Yeah. Good yeah. job, parents. No, he was he was a good guy. Very well, very well grounded. <laughs> Keep Is that same guy? Did he coach you at Brazoswood and stay there forever? The guy that bunts on every play almost? Bill Poland? I don't know. We played him in a quarter. Jimmy Williams? We played him in a quarterfinal game, and, you know, and he'd have a runner on first and <laughs> – his number four hitter up, one out. Shit, he'd bunt, lay it down. <laughs> that sounds like softball. Make make the goddamn yeah. play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, well, you know what? That's why, why you coach softball. That's yeah. why I coach softball. Braswood made an impression on me. I wanted yeah. to translate that over. You're to bunt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're a yeah. bunner. Well, I'm a bunner. Okay. <laughs> bunner from way like back. Like the short ball. So, anyway, I, I kind of got to rambling there. No, no, I love it. And, oh, that's- I mean, you're, you're, you're. Your sultry voice is intoxicating. I, I, I was telling everybody, I've got, I've got this, uh, this voice envy. This guy, he's got that Barry White syndrome about him. Like he's shit. Just, I'm gonna have to scoot back over here. <laughs> sultry and sultry and envy. Uh, and he's go, got more hair on me. I have yet to, except for, uh, except for one of our episodes, I had more hair. Or I know that person was bald too. Shit, yeah. you don't have more hair than anybody. Nobody. So you've you, been through so. so you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, but he was talking about so some of the more the famous, more pl- famous players that you've you've coached with. Or coached. Yeah, I had a kid named and- Andrew Kelson that was back in there in the mid '90s, and you know he was. Uh, I thought he was the best player in Houston. I mean, he started at in football. Yeah, at safety, and then he played running back half the time. You know, in five A. Five, it was in 5A, 6A football. It's going both ways for a majority of the time. There's not many guys that, yeah. that do that. No. Had Jerome Sapp, played at Notre Dame, played for uh, the Baltimore Colts, uh, Kool-Aid, played at Texas. I'm trying to think what his real name is. <laughs> I was really hoping that was his real name because that yeah. would have been a great one. Well, no, he had a Kool-Aid smile. He came from uh, – What a cool nickname then. He came from middle school, uh, Roderick Babers. He's a, a DJ and uh, not a DJ, but a, a radio talk host in uh, 
in Austin. That's where you got your voice lessons yeah. from. I no, not for me. I don't have a, I can't hold a, I can't hold a prayer to him. I did get him good one day. I was coming back from coaching school and I'd gone down there to register on Monday, but I had something to do. So I just went and registered and bullshitted a little bit and then got my car and was coming back home. And so he was in town, but he was the guest host for somebody. I think, I don't know whether they had swapped or what. So, so I pulled off the road. And I've never called a talk radio show, sports talk radio. I call in and the guy says, yeah, what's your question? You know, like that. And I said, <laughs> well, I said, I'm Roderick Baber's high school coach. Ooh. Hold on a minute. Uh, can you hold on 11 minutes and 30 seconds? I said, no, I'm driving. I said, but I'll be home by then. <laughs> give me a, an exact time and I will call you right then. So give me a time. So they wanted me to tell some stories about him. So I I couldn't really I couldn't really do it to him because he was, you know, sitting right there. You know, the other guy. <laughs> Come on, you got the garbage on him. Tell yes. us. Yes. So I said, you know, the best story about him was, you know, he started three years at Corner Forest, you know, was Big-time player, good track guy. So he goes to Texas. So I see his mom or his dad, and I said, well, how, how's he doing? And he said, he's fine, Coach. He's going to be the nickelback. So I said, okay. So I go home, and they're playing Nebraska, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, opening game of the season. So they get in Nebraska like third and nine, so the D.C. puts in the – Nickel group. Well, you know, Nebraska, you know, third and nine, they don't give a shit. They run the, they run the counter trade. Mm -hmm. You know, and here comes some 300-pound guard. You know, and Roderick probably weighed maybe 170 then as a freshman in college. You know, and he's got a 300-pounder. You know, so he comes on there. Yeah, but I did a good job O-laying yes, I said, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. But you didn't make the tackle up. That's right. So, <laughs> but I made uh, it to the next play. Yeah. Anyway, he he was a he was just a, such a wonderful kid. Tim Takel told me when I talked to Tim, he said, and I want to make sure I get this in. He said, you got to ask Coach Nolan about the big gas leak in Houston. I had a principal who's passed away, named Ronnie Vaselka, who was the greatest guy in the world. Got there early. He was just like a coach. He loved to work out. And he would usually come in the coach's office and read read the paper. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know him, but, you know, we had a got to have a great relationship. So then he got promoted to the area soup or whatever you called him then. So I'm sitting there in the office one day, and back then this was in the – uh, I don't know. It had been in the late 80s. I still smoked in the office. The phone rings. Oh, they come down from the office. Coach Nolan, Mr. Vaselka wants you to call him ASAP. Call him on his private number. I said, I, I know what his private number is. So I called him. I said, Ronnie, what's going on? And he said, Man, there's a gas leak in Lamar. Don't you dare light a cigarette up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're sitting on a bomb. Sitting on a bomb. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you know, that was pretty fun. A good Tim Takel story was, you know, 
unlike in the suburbs, HISD, um, they charge the same price for a bus as an outside company would. So we always use the outside companies because they were reliable. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse, you know, waiting for a game and going, where's, where's the-, the damn bus? <laughs> okay. So we're scrimmaging Tim. I mean, I think we scrimmage for 20, 21 years. And so we had this bus. And so uh, one of the coaches had made a map. You know, and Terry from our place is real easy to get to. You just jump on 59. To so, our Peruvian friends, look it up on Google Maps. Don't even worry yeah, about trying to understand I don't remember that. what oh, that. So we had a guy, and he comes in, and he made a big deal. He come in there, and he says, you know, I think we had six buses going. You know, we scrimmaged everybody. He said, I'm the lead driver. I said, okay. He said, look, I said, here's a map. This is how you get there. And he said, oh, man, I don't need a map. I know exactly where I'm going. Oh, boy. Uh, famous last oh, words, I boy. think. So I said, okay. So I would always, uh, during the season, I rode the bus. But the scrimmages, for some reason, I drove my car and my Podno rode with me, you know, and that way I could smoke. <laughs> so, all, you know, we're going down 59 and we're talking, you know, about this and that and figuring – you know, what we got to get out of the scrimmage, we're hoping that, you know, two or three kids, you know, will step up on offense. And so we get to the main intersection to go into Rosenberg. Well, it ain't that one. It's one past it. So this guy turns. So you got to remember, we got a caravan of parents following us. So you got to make about four turns in their stop signs. So the buses would pull over and wait for everybody to catch I mean, it was, I was just going banana shit. (laughs) We finally get into downtown Rosenberg. I think we're supposed to start at 10, so um, it's probably 9 o'clock. I get out, I pull my car up, and I jump out. I am pissed. I go up and see this guy. I said, you had no idea where in the fuck you were going to. (laughs) And so he said, sir, you can't talk to me like that. I said, I can talk to you any way I fucking want to. And uh, I said, you have no idea where either one of the schools is here. And he said, yeah, yeah, I do. I said, well, why are you pulled off in the middle of downtown? Uh, one of the other guys comes up. And so I'm out there and I'm fuming. I'm in the, you know, I'm on the main drag. I almost got hit a couple times. <laughs> so this other guy comes back, said, coach, don't worry about it. We got directions. I said, you sure they're right? And he said, oh, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, why don't you lead us and leave that dumb motherfucker? <laughs> let, him, let him be the last guy. Well, the guy got mad again, you know, and I started... That's <laughs> The guy started... He's so sensitive all the time. So, so the guy started screaming. So <laughs> we go down and, you know, I don't know how to get to Terry from inside of Rosenberg. Cause you're I'm, easy, you're good. So, you know, you just go one exit, make a right, and you're there. We end up at Lamar Consolidated. Oh, shit. So we're in the parking lot. So I called Tim and I said, God damn it. I said, I got Daniel Boone driving, <laughs> driving this school bus. And we've been all over everywhere. I said, we're at Lamar Consolidated. 
and I don't know how to get there. So he said, well, just pull out, go through the stop sign, go to the next stop sign, make a left, you'll see the field. So I said, okay. So then this highway patrolman pulls up in there. He said, coach, can I help you? And I said, yes, sir. I said, do you know where Lamar, I mean, where Lamar, I mean, Rosenberg Terry is? And he said, yeah, coach, just go down there and make a left. I said, yeah, but it ain't that easy with this guy. (laughs) I said, you go over there and you tell that guy to follow you no matter what happens. He said, okay. So he knew I was triple pissed. (laughs) So I look out and I see my buddy and the guy that's now principal at Tompkins, Mark Grisdale. And they're peeking over the over the window, kind of like, you know, the comic, you know, where you got, you got your hands and they're peeking over the window. And so I tell the guy, he walks off towards his car. I said, I tell you what, if he don't follow you to Terry, you arrest that son of a bitch. <laughs> and the, guy, the cop turned around and you could tell he was trying to keep from laughing. He said, you want me to arrest him? I said, arrest him. I said, I can drive that school bus better than he can. <laughs> so... Uh, we got to Terry and we started like Tim kidded me for years. He called over school. I'm looking for Daniel Boone. <laughs> so, you know, you asked me about this ring. This, uh-huh. That's a funny story about this ring. People ask me all the time. They think I want a Super Bowl or something. Well, that, that, it, it looks like it. So this ring is from the uh, Houston Touchdown Club. Okay. In 2012, the year we played for the 6A Division One state championship, uh, I was the touchdown club coach of the year, which I thought was a big deal. Huge. So now this guy calls me, and, you know, I was happy to get the award and, you know, award for the staff and for the school and, and everything. So, you know, we still had to play the semifinal and the championship game. I wasn't worried about it. So this guy calls me, and he said, look, he said, the coach always gets a ring for winning that honor. So I said, that's great. And he said, you know, when can I come by to school? I said, you know, fuck, I'm here all day. He don't make a shit. Just come. <laughs> uh, you know, he wanted to get my ring size. He comes over and he said, you know, coach, I had coached this kid long when he was a little kid. My mother taught him in grade school. Oh, wow. So, and he played at Bel Air and we, we coached against him and, but I always tell him, I said, man, you should have come to fucking Lamar. <laughs> so, anyways, this guy's named Marshall Law. He's still here in Marshall town. Marshall Law? Yeah. What a great name. Well, we call him Breaking the Law. But is his real name Marshall Law? Honest Engine. That's a great name. That might be one of the coolest names ever. Yeah. So whoever did the name. Okay. Maybe so, anyway, he said, everybody gets a silver ring. But he said, it's going to take me a while, but I'm going to get you a gold ring. So, you know, all I'm worried about is beating San Antonio against North Shore. My quarterback's the only one we got. We got no backup. He gets, he throws a touchdown pass, and this guy hits him on the shoulders. He throws the ball. Well, he can't lift his fucking arm up. So that's all I'm worried about is that game. So, yeah, Marshall, that's great. So about six months later, he came by there. You know, he did all the invitations. He worked for Balfour and class rings and all that. And uh, so he came in the office, coach, how you doing? I said, hey, Marshall, I'm great. I said, hey, by the way, where's my ring? 
And he said, I'm still working on it. But he said, I promise you we're going to get it. About a year and two months later, they bring me this ring over to school. Gorgeous. So. Uh, martial law kicked in and got you the goal. Martial law kicked in. It helps to, you know, kind of coach some play. And my mama taught him in the third grade. So. I know a guy. Yeah, it might. Yeah. yeah. You got to hook up. I, I'll tell you, 2012 was my first year as a head coach at Beaumont Westbrook when we played you guys. Mm-hmm. And so we always had a, the coordinators would have a meeting and the AD would always ask, hey, what about your next opponent and stuff? And you know, I'm brand new. Those other guys have been there a little while thinking. So I'm sitting there and I said, we're playing Houston Lamar. And I said, I'm just going to tell you right now, I've done this for a long time. This might be the best defensive team that I've seen mm-hmm. in as long as I can remember. And they all looked at me like, yeah, whatever, coach. All right. You know, you I know you're coming over to big time football or whatever. And uh, and it was the 2012 team. Mm-hmm. You guys wound up playing the state championship. Is that the year we played in played in uh, Beaumont, or would y'all come here? I believe we came here to yeah, Houston. I guess it was the, the next year. We had this crazy kid uh, that played tight end and nose man. Was really a good player, but he was crazy. So he said he told me one day. He said, "Coach, I'm going to do something. Get Coach Alpert today." So I said, is anything bad? I said, no, it ain't too bad, coach. So I said, okay. He said, but I got to come through the coach's office. So I said, okay. But I said, if it's something bad, I'm going to stop you. Bob used to, you know, he would work out at school and then coach. And then he would come in and we had a real nice hot tub. Training room was just, just opened the door and you were in the coach's office. So Kevin comes in there and he goes like this. And he gets on all fours, and he's got a bottle of, I mean, a box of Tide soap. Oh. So Bob's, you know, in there. <laughs> so Kevin looked at me, and I just said, we all kind of looked at each other. Weldon wasn't in there. And we said, see, no, you know, I don't see nothing. So he goes in there, and he low crawls, you know, like an infantryman would in the, in the military. Got up right next to that thing and just poured that son of a bitch in there. <laughs> Alfred starts screaming and hollering, you know, and you know, he had plenty of time to get out of there because he kind of crawled back in the office and said, you know, and he was gone. <laughs> and uh he we closed the door. So pretty soon suds are coming under the door. <laughs> So Bob comes out of there and he's buck ass naked and the whole training room, you know, wasn't real big is filled with soap suds. So he comes in there and then Weldon come in there. And so, you know, was he mad? Yeah, he was mad. You know, I mean, he, he, he got got. So, you know, and none of us were tell, telling who did it. We said, it's none of us. And so uh, that wasn't the worst part. Then the trainer showed up. Oh. oh, man. He was so mad. Was he? Yeah. We said, hey, man, well, I don't know. One of the kids crawled in there. Through, you must have left the door open on your No, I didn't. I always locked that door. Y'all, he came through this door. No, he didn't. So, you know, we were in trouble with the trainer and with Weldon and with Bob, but it was a good story. Other story I want to tell you about another guy that's passed away is, and this may be the best story in, in the 
Do y'all have sensors on this show? Only if you want it. Oh, okay. Well, you, this this story could be censored. Um, <laughs> is that you saying you want us to? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. <laughs> this is not my podcast. Very I'm, loose. Very loose since y'all. Um, Y'all invited me much, probably maybe to your chagrin, but... Oh, I'm loving it. I can okay. that voice. I can listen to you all night long. I'm just getting comfortable, Coach. All right. I can last as long as you can. The uh, Chinese censors are... They, so, they are strict. But, but you know what? Forget them. We're like Hong Kong. We're, we're Team Hong Kong. And Romania. It'll go. Yeah. It'll get right through the Romanian they censors. They don't care. They don't care. They get to it. They are very Okay, about another one is the greatest guy in the world. You would hire him to help you in softball, and he'd say, yeah, I don't know anything about softball. Don't matter. You can handle kids. Get over there. He comes in. Now, let me set the scene for you. We had a, a really weird schedule there, and all the classes rotated. In other words, you might come to algebra on Monday morning. You might not take it again till sixth period on Wednesday. Oh, wow. hmm. You know, because I'd always have to come, what the hell schedule are we on today? <laughs> so, but the principal, we had the, this guy, I worked for three great principals. This guy may have been the best. Um, Jesuit priest, you know, and the guy just got it. You didn't have to draw him a picture. On Fridays, he had it where all the coaches were off, you know, after lunch. So it's about, well, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon. School got out at 345 there. So one of the guys, yeah, he's a long story too, but anyway, he was resigning. That was his last day. It was on a Friday. One of his kids brings him some moonshine. <laughs> and it's what you think of in a moonshine. It's in a jug, you know, and it's got the wicker around it. And it's got the little hook, you know, on the, I guess maybe you'd call it a year or I don't know. So our South American or South, yeah, South, South American compadres, moonshine is homemade. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. So he brings that in there and he says, Coach, this kid brought me. What am I going to do with it? I said, Well, shit, just take it home with you. This is your last day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, what are they going to do? Fire you? <laughs> he left. So there ended up being six coaches in there. So, and we had played racquetball, a couple of us. The period before, we had one indoor racquetball court there. Man, it was great. At the school? At the school. Wow. In, the, in the field. Yeah. Really? Mm. And, uh, man, you talk about something that'll get a large piece of your ass. About an hour of racquetball. <laughs> We're sitting in there, and one of the coaches, uh, this guy I coached with for damn near 50 years, he, go, he always went and took a shower as soon as we finished playing. So he comes back in the coach's office, and, you know, y'all – Y'all have probably seen coaches do this. He just comes in there. He's buck naked, and he just lays a towel over him. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting in there, and pretty soon somebody says, I wonder what that shit tastes like. And somebody else says, well, you know, we really ain't got nothing else to do. Maybe we could take it somewhere. And so <laughs> this one guy says, shit, I'm taking a hit on it right now. <laughs> so he takes and he goes, "Woo." This stuff, this stuff's pretty good. So <laughs> it starts kind of going around the room. There's a knock on the door, and this guy comes in. And I'll never forget what he looks like. He had on a black suit, a white shirt, and this little bitty narrow black tie. And it was obvious he was nervous. You know, and he had a folder in his hand. He said, uh, I'd like to see Coach Nolan. Uh, my name's Kevin O'Keefe. 
I just graduated from Texas Lutheran, and uh, uh, I know about y'all's program, and I'd you know, like to try to see about getting a job here. The guy with the towel draped <laughs> over his lap, you know, <laughs> not very well. He says... It was a washcloth, huh? <laughs> well, no, it was a regular towel, but, you know, he wasn't really worried about covering everything up. <laughs> so he says, well, I'm Coach Nolan. So Kevin goes over there, and, you know, he starts – Kevin starts talking, and said, so, you know, I played at Texas Lutheran, and that's when, you know, Wacker was there, you know, who later went to TCU and was – so when he said that, I said, man, I'm going to check this guy out. This guy may be okay. So I'm still sitting back there. So in the meantime, the moonshine is still going around. <laughs> and the, nobody's paying attention. Well, I am out of the corner of my eye, but nobody else is paying attention to this guy. So <laughs> He's just selling him. He's walked into a coach's office, and there's moonshine being passed yeah, around, and a naked yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> with his, with his Chair, yeah. Towel on yeah. So he's looking at me, you know, and he's got a five page resume. I mean, you know, I said where he went to grade school, what he did there, middle school, Beller High School, you know, was an altar boy for eight years, you know, Eagle Scout, Explorer Scout, Cub Scout, everything you could be. Uh, while this is going on, you know, and he's kind of standing there and kind of he kind of knows he's being a ad. You know, he's kind of looking around. So, uh, this other guy, the defensive coordinator, you know who you are. <laughs> and uh, he says, um, hey, can I ask, let me ask you a personal question. He said, sure, coach. You know, and he introduced himself. I'm the defensive coordinator. And, he said, um, do you ever read the paper in the morning? He said, well, sometimes, but I didn't read it today. And he said, on Fridays, there was this thing in there called Sex Frankly Speaking. You know, and it was a, a write-in, you know, where you ask your sex questions. This guy, he always read it. <laughs> this guy always read it. He called it Sex Basically Speaking. So... He said, uh, well, right here in this paper, this is the Houston Post this morning. I'm not making this up. I want you to know. <laughs> and Kevin says, no, I know, Coach. I know you're not making it up. It says, it says here in the paper, so I need to ask you this personal question. He said, sure. So he said, shoot. And he said, well, have you ever sucked a dick? <laughs> and he said, you know, I, I mean, he was, he was, in, he was in shock. So, <laughs> uh, get a hold of yourself, man. So, <laughs> the guy says, Yeah, he says, It says right here, one out of seven males, adult males in the United States, have had a homosexual relationship. I know about these six guys in there. <laughs> It ain't happening with him. So you make sense. It must be you. So about that time, I decided enough was enough. So I said, Kevin, I said, don't pay no attention to these guys. I said, I'm Coach Nolan, and uh, da, 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 da. so you know, hired Kevin. Kevin was a was a great coach, um, real inspirational 
uh, speaker. You know, it was very quiet when you meet him. You know, hi, how you doing? Uh, but he he got about three screws loose. Okay. Oh yeah, how's that? Well, well, number one, he's got two little brothers and an older brother. And the older brother's huge. And when he's coaching a Jesuit, they would come up there, all four of them, suit up, helmets, shoulder pads, and a jersey, and just shorts. The older brothers. All four of them, Kevin and his older brother and the two younger brothers. And they would put some mats down on the floor, and they played tackle football. They just went at it, huh? Just went at it, tried to kill each other. So – we had, I, I told you about before, we had this racquetball court. Yeah. That's where we had our pregame stuff, especially for, you know, for big games. I mean, if you think about a racquetball court, you know, it would kind of be about this width right here. And uh, the, it was in a two-story building, and there was actually a viewing area. Yeah, a balcony thing. Yeah. yeah. He told me one day, he said, I want to talk to the kids. I'm going to do something tonight. So I don't remember who we were playing, but they had a – they had a running back that was, you know, like really good. One of the, you know, he was being recruited one of the best in the area. So he gets up there and he's got a stack of boards like this. Boards. Boards. B O A R D. No, I, I get that, but I'm just like regular, just yeah, like karate boards that you would cut. Like yeah, hit yeah, wooden wooden boards. Except he would hold each board up and talk to the kids about it, and then he'd go boom. He threw him on the floor. And the first couple of times he did it, the kids thought it was kind of a prop or something. You know, those kids at Strike are all real smart. <laughs> this son of a bitch ain't really breaking boards over his head. And so that week, you know, he talked about, you know, Kevin Flanagan, the greatest running back in the area. He ain't seen us. And boom, he'd break it. <laughs> And then, then the last one, it would always be the last one. He just hold it up. Y'all know what this is. Fuck him. <laughs> He'd break that one over his head. So we're playing St. Thomas, and back then that was our blood rival. We played him at St. Thomas. I mean, at Rice every year had a big crowd. So he says, hey, man, I got something that's going to it's better than anything. I said, better than the boards? He said, Yeah. So I said, well, I better check this out. What are you going to do? And he said, well, we're going to take one part of the, of the, uh, of the uh, high jump pit and put it in the racquetball court. What? You know, just kind of have it sitting there. <clears throat> so he said, come on, let's go upstairs. So we go upstairs, and he said, this is what I'm going to do. He said, we did this at, at Texas Lutheran to um, – indoctrinate the freshmen. They would put those all black things on, kind of like what a ninja would wear. Oh, yeah. You know, made out of... Well, kind of made out of something that wouldn't go on fire. Then they douse themselves with <laughs> with lighter fluid. Okay. So I said... This is escalating really bad. Yeah. So I said, I said, Kevin, you're crazy. I said, you're going to kill yourself. He said, no, what I'm going to do... He said... Uh, Oh, and we, the, the other thing is, we had a cut. We had some the guy that was the principal and a couple other guys. Those priests were great. Okay, shout out to those awesome priests. But we had some others that were a little bit different. 
So we had this guy, and he's a producer in Hollywood now. He was the manager. That seems so fitting. So we put... (laughs) Easy transition. We put his 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 job... (laughs) When we knew it was going to get all wound up, his job, he was out there in the hall. And if somebody came, you know, he would hit on the door and then come in, you know, so that was a signal to whatever, you know, cut the curse words out. So... Anyway, so he said, this is, this." he said, what are you going to tell him about this game? I said, well, I said, I don't know. This is a St. Thomas game. I mean, you know, this is, you could go one and nine, you win this game, since you had a great year. Um, but that's both schools. Yeah. I said something. He said, well, he said, how about, can you mix this line in there somewhere? And I said, he said, towards the end. I said, yeah, you know, it was a kind of a generic line. It had something to do with St. Thomas. Yeah, it was a cue, exactly what it was. He was up there, you know, with this other crazy, insane math teacher, okay? Uh, I mean, this guy was 1,600 on the SAT, and, you know, he ended up teaching at A&M, but, I mean, man, he was nuts. Uh, I wouldn't trust my kid with him anyway. (laughs) So, anyway, he goes up there, and he puts this black thing on, and he knows exactly what I'm going to say. So then this other guy starts dousing him with lighter fluid. <laughs> on the balcony. This is the balcony yeah. of the racquetball. In the school, on school campus. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, this is a private school. So, um, you know, the deal was, my whole thing was, what you got to do tomorrow night is nothing like the guy that's coming to visit us tonight. I said the magic word. Mahoney's out in the in the hall. I mean, he was more trustworthy than any coach. He turns the lights out. He stands up like this. Here's this guy on fire. Oh, in the building. In the building. He does a front flip. Excuse me. Off the um, off the uh, you know observation thing. Balcony on the yeah. second floor. Yeah. On fire. He does a front flip off of that. Yeah, and lands on the high jump pit that just, you know, and I was pissed. Oh. Who the hell put that son of a bitch in here? <laughs> you know? So he gets up and. After he drops and rolls, yeah. and puts yeah. the fire out of his. And the, and the fire goes out, you know, because it was just lighter fluid. <laughs> Yeah, it's just. Hey, it wasn't me. It was on fire. (laughs) I told him he was crazy. I told his wife he was crazy. So uh, then he got up and he did. He had the boards again, but he did them rapid fire. He just say like two or three words: boom, boom, boom. And how many in a row we talking to you? Ten. Ten of them. Yeah. And I said, you know, I asked him next. I said, Kevin. Did that bother you doing the? He said, "Yeah." He said, "I got kind of dizzy on those. Normally, <laughs> normally it doesn't. Normally it doesn't bother me." He said, "All you got to do is just think it. You know, think it. well, no, I mean, you know, your natural reaction. Okay, I'm gonna break this board. What are you gonna do? You're gonna stop. You're gonna yeah. chicken out when you get there. So it's just mind over matter. So uh, anyway, the kids went absolutely nuts. I bet." Well, I mean, were they 
were they like slapped or were they like petrified and things on fire in their schools? Jumping from the ceiling. Well, all of the above. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, my pants are wet, but I'm ready to run through a wall now. So I used to see, you know, Kevin and. Uh, this is the same guy that was real mild mannered and shook your hand off. Oh, the yeah. You know. Oh, that tackle football was so Yeah. So we would scrimmage them when they were in high tower, you know, and man, they were loaded. This episode of the Coach's Lounge is presented to you by Kanan. Kanan. It exists for the very purpose of improving your outdoor life and to elevate your experiences to absolute best they could be. So they design and manufacture their high-performance eyewear to be clearly better than any sunglasses you've ever tried before. Let's be honest, your life is always better when you have a nice pair of shades on. Nobody likes the gas station brands or the knockoffs, right? Kanan's polarized sunglasses are composed of proprietary resin that's shatterproof, lighter than polycarbonate, yet offers a clarity of glass. One look, and it's plain to see that they're clearly better. So go to yours. So go get your pair of Canons today at K-A-E-N-O-N.com. Let me tell you firsthand, I was coaching out at the f- softball field. I was coaching out at the softball field a couple of years ago. I took a ball to the face as a genius that I am. I took a ball to the face and these glasses absolutely saved my eye. Most other glasses would have shattered and done serious damage. This just popped out the lens and I popped it right back in and we were good to go. Kanan is the way to go. Coach Flynn and I both have tried them and we are both, both sold on this brand. K-A-E-N-O-N.com. And when they ask you where you heard about them, tell them you heard about them in the coach's lounge. Dad. 84, a kid who was here. Uh, from Mexico, you know, parents were extremely wealthy. They had kind of dual citizenship. The name Eddie Safa, he made it as a as a uh, breaststroker for Mexico. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now I was strictly the moderator. You know, I. No, you 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 taught his form. You told him everything he knows. No, I didn't tell, I didn't tell him shit. Yeah. They, all, they all swam at the dad's club. We were pretty good. Public schools hated to see us coming. Because you're on fire and stuff. Coach, I mean, what a... There's no limit. We get Eddie to get on the podcast. We'd have one Mexican listener yes. on this. Ooh. Hashtag Eddie. Hashtag Eddie. Come see us. Mm-hmm. The swimmer. We Eddie love, the swimmer. We love you Eddie. Know you are. Eddie the Olympian. Eddie could probably sponsor the and fund the podcast for you. I'm just guessing. I haven't seen him. Yep. Double hashtag Eddie. Eddie. Eddie uh, <laughs> w- w- what's his name? How do you spell his last name? S A F I A. Coming to see so, you, Eddie. Hey, we're coming for you, buddy. So we're going to have to do something about getting you all a sponsor. Yes, sir. You, that would, no, we uh, need some good sponsors. That'd be, that'd be awesome. 100%. I mean, you know, we don't do it for the money, but it definitely would make it a lot easier. Well, sure. I mean, you know, this place is really nice. We don't own this yet. That's yeah. the problem. But if you, you know, if you had it like it's some kind of honky tonk. Yep. You know, where there was other people in there and they came by and they started, you know, listening to this shit and going, yeah. oh, no, yeah. that, that shit never happened. Yeah. Well, if we, we, <laughs> would, would you come back and do this again? If you, huh? Would you come back and do this again with us? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, I mean, you're. Hey, he's got what you've seen all the episodes of Friends now. So yeah. what else you got to do? I mean, he's retired yeah. now. I mean, so yeah, and the only only problem is, could y'all do them during the day? Could y'all <laughs> could y'all take a sick day and? No, did you see when we? It was like daylight savings time. It was still light when we came in. I know, but you know, I'm usually by this time, <laughs> I'm kind of watching a little TV and 
having a scotch of water and getting ready for bed. Winding you know, we I'm a senior citizen. What other stuff have you coached besides any other fun stuff? Well, I mean, I coached baseball. I was a head coach at Jesuit, uh, Jesuit for four years, and we were really good. I had a great pitcher that went to uh, Texas, Eric Boudreaux. Did you ever light him on fire? No, 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 no. 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 Okay. I, I, I was just known for throwing my fungo. He threw it on purpose or intentionally or accidentally? Well, yes. uh, in a fit of rage, I guess. Ah, I, so, oh. Wow. Yeah. What would, what would prompt a, a, a Nolan fungo missile? Well, just somebody doing something stupid. You know, I mean, you know, I'm talking about it at practice, you know, you know, what are you just your own team? What are you doing? You're practicing, you're taking infield practice to warm up. Or well, not if you're hitting fungal, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoot chili no, peppers on people's backside. I always sit up against the backstop. I wouldn't have back there. So, you, you miss you a know. ground ball and you're. <laughs> Why is he on a stretcher? Well, he should have got his glove down. You know, you, run, you got runners on first. You know, all the things baseball coaches work on. You got runners on first and third. What do you do when the if the runner walks off first base? Well, the first thing that – the big thing you got to do is the pitcher's got to step off the rubber. Ah. You know, so because if he doesn't – if he makes a move anywhere and when he's on the rubber – it's a balk, and that guy walks in from third base. That's right. Our Dominican Republic listeners, they know that very they, well because they, they play they a lot of baseball down there in Dominican. Yeah. They're big they fans of the lounge, too, by the yeah. way. So, uh, you know, somebody do something stupid or put a bunt cover, <laughs> you know, coverage on. I just get pissed. I'm very, <laughs> so, yeah. you, so far, let's, let's just run, run uh, countdown on this. So, we've, we've had uh, him have a uh, police – arrest somebody if they didn't follow them in a caravan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've allowed somebody to uh, pour, pour Tide in, in a bathtub. Is that one of the things? Mm-hmm. Or is that before? Hot tub, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we've also um, was, at least in the area of moonshine on campus. Moonshine on campus, drinking out I'll of a urinal. Is that, is that? Drinking out of a urinal. No, that may no. have been off campus. No. Okay, so. Uh, Bedpan. Well, erase that. So we're, we got moonshine on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the, uh, we have the Gentlemen on your staff jumping from the second story of a racquetball area onto the bottom, doing a front flip while on fire. Correct. And you're throwing wooden objects at things when you're mad during baseball practice. <laughs> no, I'm not knocking it. I just want to make sure I'm staying up to. I'm staying up with you because this is. I'm taking notes because in this time of day, a coaching field. All those are great tactics to use for all you up and coming coaches. They highly recommend you do that stuff. It's how the kids work. Well, you know the thing was, I, mean, I used to tell the kids. I <laughs> I'm just joking, off. by the way. Uh, don't want anybody to think I was being serious there. Sorry. You know, I'd be real honest. I mean, I did some shit in football you know, until I got a little older. But I'd just say, you know, if I get mad at you, call you a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> You know? Just the way he's saying, I wish everybody could see your face when you say it. You know, I'd say, <laughs> and then this grin he gets—he's just so prideful of it. You know, I'd say, you know, in all seriousness, I'm not mad at you. You know, we've been over this three or four times. <laughs> I didn't teach you well enough. I'm mad at me. So you're talking to yourself. Yeah, I'm you're real- calling yourself that. Yeah. That's a good way to make him feel better about and, it. And it's not really a Jew. I'm supposed to be pointing this reality. way. Well, you know, a good point for young coaches is 
Um, if you have a, I don't know if you're allowed to do this anymore. The fire or the throwing no, fungo no. at him. If you have a, a confrontation with the kid, uh-huh. you should never let that kid go home without going, hey, man, you know, we didn't do the right thing today, neither one of us. Now, yeah. let's get you, you okay. Let's get this straight. Hey, kids, yeah. kids are, God damn it, they are great. Yeah. Kids are the most forgiving people. I know, Coach, you said, you know, I screwed up too. Yeah. I said, well, you know, but I shouldn't have screamed at you and, you know, in the middle of practice and, you know. I and the kids seem to respond to that well because at least you're not on this power trip. You're you're human yeah. enough to practice yeah, what you preach and admit might, when you're wrong. A week later, I might scr- scream at him again. <laughs> yeah, but you'll know, know that you know you're some wrong. Some guys kind of got a sign on their forehead. Oh, yeah, I'm saying. Know, Please fuck with me. <laughs> How would you handle somebody like that? You know, and any of the coaches that live to this, you know, that would listen, would listen to this, you know, all three of them, that would be Tycho, no, four of them, Tycho, Gillis. The two Olin. that we had in the last, and, and, and who, Mr. Olin? Yeah, Mr. Olin. This episode is also brought to you by Willie Burger. Now, let's be honest. We all like a good burger. If you're looking for a good burger, you need to go hit up Willie Burger. It's in there. They have two locations, one in Katy and one in Beaumont. That was the site of this last episode. And let me tell you, it is Willie, Willie good. Go get you a Willie Burger located in Beaumont and Katy. There's two different locations and you need it. Trust me, it's worth the drive. Go get you a Willie Burger. And when they go, tell them you heard about it in the coach's lounge. Fibber McGee's Closet. Now, if anybody knows what Fibber McGee's Closet was, that's the answer, that's the trivia question for tonight. No doubt, because I definitely don't. Well, I'm not going to tell Please the answer. Don't. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It's no fun to look it up anymore because you just Google it. Yeah, it's well, too easy. Well, where, where would I find it then? I don't know. Ask. Now you have to ask some old guy. Like me. What's it called? What did you say it was? Fibber McGee's Closet. River McGee's. Okay, well, this was, goes back to radio days. Okay. And there was a... Uh, Excuse me, are you okay? You want something else? No, I'm fine. Thank Good. you very much. You're very sweet. Um, you know what, Femur McGee's? No, she's not going to know that. Femur? Femur. Femur, F-E-B-E-R. Femur McGee and Molly. Femur McGee and Molly. It was a radio show. Okay. So, you know, when you do radio... Which basically that's what y'all are doing. You might think about this. You had to have sound effects. Ah. So that's what we're missing. Like that. Fibber McGee's Fibber McGee, you know, was one guy, and Dolly would say, Where is the you know, where where did you put the uh iron? I need to iron my clothes. I put it in the closet. So he would go to the closet, and, you know, we all got one like that and open it up, and shit, everything just starts falling out of it. So you get all these, Uh you know, special effects in the background. Yeah. So, Cameron McGee's closet was something, you know, and y'all probably got one at Tomball High School. I go out there and find it somewhere. Of course. And open it up, and there's just shit. Shit's going to fall on you. You know, just 
We Just used to call that Nick Canuti's locker. That's, yeah. what, that's what that that's what that looked like. Or his office. Let me tell you one other, one other car. <laughs> one other story. When I was at Strike, now you got to make sure you know this is politically correct. Now, no, uh, you really don't. But, but, but we we can change the names of the priests. Go ahead. Okay, no. <laughs> the. Uh, well, that's a good one, too. Don't even, don't even get me down that road. We can change Father James to Father Pete. It's fine. Okay. So that's when the Dallas Cowboys, you know, were really winning. You know, I mean. That was a long time ago. They, they long, were, long they were, time ago. Know, even before that, they were good, but the, the, the Cowboy cheerleaders were the big thing. Okay. So somebody brings in a poster, and the poster is called the Pigsville Porkettes. Nice. So it's three, shall we say, slightly obese women. Okay. They're healthy. Yeah, they're very healthy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So they got their little cheerleader outfits on. So the one in the middle was... Holding, you know, a baby pig, a piglet. I think it's the correct term for it. So, um, we had it on the inside. We had one closet in the cover. It was Fred McGee's closet, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, it was taped up on the inside where nobody could see it. So, you know, if Kevin's a college coach, let's say he's coaching at U of H and say, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about your quarterback. You know, dick swollen. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, this big guy we didn't know. And we'd say, well, okay. Um, but first you got to do something because we're running a poll here. And we go, you know, what are you talking about? You know, because some of those college guys are genuinely nice guys. Mm-hmm. And some of them think their shit don't stink. Like, ain't hey, can't nobody coach but them. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you had to go and we'd open the door up and we kept a uh, like a magic marker there. And you had to sign your name, which one of them you would spend the night with. <laughs> you know, and a, you know, that's a nice way of putting it. So we had all these signatures. So it was the greatest intro in the world. Yes. Because they would come in there and they'd see like, man, Flanagan's going to sleep with Ellen. She's the worst one. You know, and so everything would just kind of go from there. So Ron Meyer comes in there, okay, when he was at, you know, at SMU, you know, with the Pony Express and all that. So he comes in and, you know, he was kind of a Urban Meyer, Tom Herman type, you know, pretty cocky, but, you know, a little toned down from them. So he comes in, and he's got all the leisure suit shit up here. He's got fucking gold. He's got rings on. So he said, Coach, I'm sorry. He said, I just had to see you about this kid. And... um I know I'm not really dressed right for your school, he said, but I've been to three HISD, you know, African-American <laughs> yeah. schools today. And I said, shit, I don't Understand. blame you. Yep. So he came in the office, so somebody was sitting there, and so he said, now, Coach, 
we got to give you the test because every college coach comes here and gets the test. Okay, what's the test? So we <laughs> open the door up. And here's all these names all over everywhere. And, you know, under the penalty of losing all your money, your wife, your kids, everything you got in this world, which one would you sleep with? So he walked over and he went, He put, his, he put his name on the pig. <laughs> so I looked at him. I said, that's why you're the head coach and a damn good coach. Touché. So Touché. anyway, it was, Ron Meyer was, you know, was a, was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did a hell of a job at SMU. They just got caught. Yeah. Everybody was cheating in that's those days. That's what it sounds yeah. like. They were just, Everybody they was cheating. They were just cheating. keeping up with. We're going to have to get the. Uh, so, you know, Bradley Del Pivoto. Yeah. And Bradley Dale was on here and did stuff. And of course, he was in the at SMU right during that time. But yeah. we didn't really get into that. With uh, he's got some stories and some guys. Yeah, one of our, our actually our kicker kicked for him for three years, and then a kid that played he had two kids that played defensive backs went on and played. Uh, one played at SMU and one played at Rice. He was a wide receiver on it. But yeah, he never said. Yeah, he was kind of quiet. He never said too much about it. For anybody that uh, isn't familiar with that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to the archives with uh, Les Canning and, and Bradley Dale Pivoto. SEC Les, Drifters. And, yeah, um, SEC Drifters. That's right, part one and two. And two. And uh, he actually, Lil Les, as he's known, because Dale was big Les apparently, but he, uh, he he was saying how Bradley Dale was playing it safe. He was kind of taking the sissy route, not telling us some of the stories <laughs> from SMU, so – we need to get him back. Is Big Les still with the GHFCA? Does he do anything with GHFCA? Not much. No, not much anymore. I got you. Um, so, um, anyway, so y'all going to have me back? If you would come back, I would love to hear you talk some more. Yeah, we, what we need to do is fill this table up, and we need to have Takel again and Gillis and – Dick Olin, and just have one deal right here and, and just that'd be go fun. at it. You down? You up for yeah, it? I'm down. Heck yeah, let's do it. That'd be good. Coach, thank you for joining us. Let's All do right. this again. Coach, you got anything else you want to throw in? No, it's, it's been, uh, Coach, I appreciate you showing up. and uh, it's, It was great. Yeah. You, it's you, always you, great to be with coaches in all seriousness. Yes, sir. There's no better people in the, in the world. I mean, y'all probably aren't old enough, but, you know, Coaches in the old days, coaches would tell their daughter—I mean, their daughters and their sons—if you ever get stranded in a strange town, you find the the coach's office. That's actually really good and advice. He, and he said, "Because a, co a coach, when they found out you're a coach's kid, they will take care of you." That's Man, right. that just made my heart full, Coach. Yep. I ain't gonna lie, that's a really good yeah. piece of advice. Yeah, I, I, I might steal that. That's you know, I mean, advice. coaches, we all. We want to do the right thing. We all we all mess with each other. Yeah. But when it comes time to stand up, coaches all stand up and they stand together. That's well said. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's don't let's don't let's don't ruin it. That's the best we could get on that. Let's just roll the credits with that there. Yeah, Coach, that's good. Thank you for joining us. Let's please do it again sometime. Coach Flan, what do you say? Go ahead and turn the lights off on this baby. Turn them out. Till next time. Next time. Flanagan, I can't believe you hang out with a damn softball coach. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I'm baby, I'm boy. That's or do you say that in softball? 
Say what? I'm baby, I'm boy. No, they say attaboy. Oh, attaboy. God, they do all those cheers on the bench. Oh, it's, God. Oh, so God. I'm glad you brought this up because oh, you were you were talking about like, you know, the the softball and the the, the aspect of the environment and and you didn't seem like you were, it was something that was made out for you. No, I, I actually like softball. I would always. But coaching it. Oh, well, no, I don't know. I just <laughs> coach <the> girls. <laughs> you know, I don't do well with women, you know. When, well, women, how when, so? women, when women come, you know, like that, I, like I don't, what? I, I don't know a, what to they, do. They, they can't see what you're doing on a podcast. They don't know what you're saying. Well, I mean, you know. Just, <laughs> you know. You mean when they just keep asking a lot of questions? But you, but you know. Well, I shouldn't say this. You can say You know, with a president administration, I could probably, I don't know what they could take. I guess they could take my my Social Security and my TRS from me. They could have done it a long time ago. Coach, we've been going two hours on this thing, and it feels like it's been like 45 minutes. No more than that. Like, I could listen to you talking all night long. I really could. Will you please promise that you'll come do this again with us? Yeah, I'll do it anytime. And it'll be during the day, like next time. No, I mean, I'll come in now. <laughs> I can suck it up. And the only problem was is there was an Uber shortage tonight. Oh, yeah? Because anytime I drink, you know, have alcohol, I don't drive. Smart. Smart. So it's not worth it. So. Think when you drink. Huh? I don't know. Sounded right. Drink, I drink scotch and water. Yeah. So. Doer's guy. No, not no. doer's. I drink kind of an off-brand. It's kind of like J&B. It's called Usher's Green Stripe. Okay. So anyway, there's no Ubers. If you want one, it's $61. Good Holy cow. This is 10 miles from my house. Holy moly. And if there's no traffic on that freeway, I can be home in 10 minutes. Yeah. So um, I drove. We need to get you in. Uh, there's like, uh, an abundance of Ubers. So That's we, right. So we can have a good time. Or send a car for me. Or I'll come you pick can, you up myself. No, you can get the get sponsors to send me one of those black cars. They can do it with a driver, with a hat. Oh, that's right. We need a sponsor, though. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That'd be that'd be nice if uh, you need to, you need to talk to the board of directors of this thing to get you a sponsor. They they may not like hearing some of the stories we we have. The board of directors of the Weston. Of this podcast. Oh, we are, you're looking at the this board is directors. It. Oh, shit. Me and old, y'all are, y'all are <laughs> what's his name over here? <laughs> yeah, that's why we're in the shape we're in financially with this thing. Till next time. See you guys.